Good morning, good afternoon, good in the world. Thank you for tuning in to the IC Old People podcast. The IC Old People podcast is a weekly uh, look down at uh, the joys and the discomforts of aging. It seems wildly inappropriate. You might have not even you might have noticed there's not even any um, intro music to this episode. I felt that it was quiche and uh, and um, it just didn't sound right. It didn't feel right for me to even put that at the beginning. Um, here, this beautiful uh, adventure that I started 23 weeks ago, that was supposed to be a funny, light look at aging and, and what a s- new senior things. Oh, look, at he's looking at his new retirement fund. And oh, he's got a mole on his back. And, you know, maybe we go check it to make sure it's not skin cancer. And uh, oh, look at how people are treating him as he's getting older isn't that interesting all of those things just seem like um just foolishness at this point and here my podcast the icu old people podcast seems to have turned into a uh, dreadful uh covid19 newscast not done with any proper research not done with any proper uh training or staff uh just somebody spouting out his ideas about covid19 i do have uh, a lot of experience in the healthcare field, but I certainly do not have any experience in immunology, infectious disease, controlling infectious disease, communicable diseases. I am not an expert in those things. I am just like you, everyone else in the world who is right now in a, basically either in a full martial law lockdown or in a soft martial law lockdown like is happening in the United States right now. So much has changed in a week. One week ago, I was commenting about the uh, proposed lockdown of our country. Well, now I have lived the uh, lockdown of our country for a week. So I came into Storage Closet Studios here today. I know that I was completely safe doing that. Uh, My office staff is all working from home, and they have been working from home since beginning of last week. So my office has been empty here. I pay a premium rent in this beautiful medical center and uh, it's sitting here while our employees are at home. But of course, I am not the only one who is, uh, has their employees working from home. The hub of this complex that we work in here in, in Norfolk County, it's called, the, uh, it's called a wellness center, but the hub of it is a pharmacy. That pharmacy is closed, okay, to everyone except doing prescriptions in the back, and then they are delivering them only. There are eight doctor's offices in this uh, clinic with about uh, 16 doctors in them, about two in each clinic, two in each office. They are all closed. There is a dental clinic in this facility. It is closed. Um, there's a couple of other retail type things on the, on the outside, on the far end of this building, and they are all closed. So the entire community has basically been shut down. Essential services are continuing. And um, uh, my business uh, is an essential service. Uh, we place seniors, we place workers, personal support workers into seniors' homes to help them with the uh, activities of daily living, and we are continuing to do that. Although we have uh, had a number of clients who have put us on pause, who have stopped us and and said they want to wait until this rides out, those are the most able 
of our clients. The worst of our clients still need us and we are going to continue to be there for them. And during this crisis, we have picked up new business because there are people who uh, have no resources and are stuck now and are looking for ways of getting help. And we are there to help. And so my angels, my beautiful, I have 32 employees and they are working as hard as they possibly can to make sure that every one of our seniors gets through this uh, crisis uh, as, as well as they possibly can. So I really want to thank my, my viewers who stick with me over this podcast. Uh, I want to thank my viewers from Maryland, from Kansas. I want to thank Jacob from Idaho. I want to thank my viewers for, or my listeners from California. I have a few listeners in Ontario, but when I see my statistics, it just shows Ontario, which is in a huge province, so I don't know where they are in the province. And I also have some listeners from France. And then to round out my international group, I have a, a listener in Qatar and in Lithuania. So I'm speaking all around the world, and I really thought that maybe I should just shut this down until this all blows over. What do I have to say that would be interesting, funny, topical about aging during these times other than my population is absolutely terrified of this bug so um, I'm going to uh, talk to you again today I did consider closing it down I'm not going to what if this becomes our last bit of communication where we can communicate what's happening in different countries I am very very concerned that the internet will be shut off very very soon and I think when that happens the domestic violence crime uh, resistance against this soft martial law order is probably going to rise dramatically right now they are keeping the masses entertained there is entertainment on television uh, there are, are cell phones that have taken away their limits so that people can talk to each other uh, the liquor stores are open the cannabis stores are open and the grocery stores are open so their plan is to keep us fed drunk stoned and in our houses for the next little while well this plays out okay and of course you could tell in my voice that i'm i'm very very skeptical about everything and the reasons behind this entire situation so Canada uh, just dodged a bullet today. One of the reasons that my podcast is late today is I was waiting to see what the news would be with the vote in our parliament. They called our parliament back. Uh, our Trudeau, uh, the Trudeau government of Canada, the most hated government in the history of Canada, uh, has no support from the people. They are a minority government, and they try to bring in sweeping martial law, law, martial law into Canada today. If they had gotten that, they would have had 21 months of, of uh, free, of, of unaccountable taxation and spending. 21 months, almost two years. They were trying to give themselves basically dictatorial powers. Thank God the opposition parties in Canada had the guts to resist this grab for power. Okay, and it was turned down today. What happens today, I cannot tell you, but I know at this point, the martial law proposal, the Canada War Measures Act that Trudeau was trying to implement this morning has been turned down. So I'm very grateful for that. Our country is already in dire, dire straits. We do not need to give a hated minority government the power, that kind of power over us. 
so there would be taxation and spending without parliamentary approval. Basically, a dictator would run our country, would run our country for the next two years. So that was turned down. Let's get back to the medical crisis. Let's stop with these power grabs from our political parties and start to work within that framework of the medical crisis. So I was just thrilled that that failed. I got a big smiley face on my notes right here. One of the reasons that the podcast is late because I wanted to see the result of that. I, I didn't want to make an announcement that Canada was now under martial law. So it is not, thank goodness. Personal freedoms have been incrementally lost over the last week. Every day there seems to be one more freedom that is lost. The biggest alarming uh, development in my eye is how they are, are getting people to spy on other people through social media to report any types of gatherings. So people are watching people. The government is watching us. We are being told what to do. This does not sound like Canada anymore. All I can say is that 2020 has been a shitty, shitty year, and we can only hope for it to start to turn around. I didn't want to use that vulgar term, but I, don't, I can't think of another way to describe 2020 at this point. So I also have some questions. These are the questions I want to ask. I don't have the answers. Is I, I'm really concerned about how Italy is, uh, is measuring whether somebody has COVID-19. It seems that anybody who dies in Italy, and 1,750 people die in Italy every single day. It's a, it's a country of 60 million. That's the death rate. 1,750 people die every single day. Well, now, every time one of those people dies and, they're, and they uh, test positive for COVID-19, then they are called a COVID-19 death. Okay, and this is not the case. I do not believe this is accurate reporting of these statistics. I think these numbers are severely inflated. At the, at the, excuse me, at the same time and at the opposite t side of the view, I think that China's numbers were severely underreported. Severely underreported. Okay, Twent there are 21 million less cell phones in China right now than there were in Jan on January 1st. 21 million less cell phones. Think about that. In China, they track you through your cell phone. You are not allowed to close your cell phone, throw your cell phone away, close your cell phone account. It is the mark, it is the mark of the Chinese uh, Communist Party on you. And if you don't have it on you, you could be arrested and jailed. So what happened to 21 million cell phones since January 1st? If 21 million people died in China, and they told us only 3,000 did, then we are looking for basically what is going to happen is going to be a purge throughout the entire world. We're, we're going to lose. If 21 million people died in China, and I have no way to confirm this, it's pure speculation on my point, only from things that I have read. If 21 million people died in China, then I can expect 40 million people to die in the rest of the world. And that will be a tragedy beyond compare. We, I can only hope that these measures right now that the government is employing are reasonable, are right, are just, and are going to help us to flatten the curve. I'm in. I'm doing my part. Uh, I have a lot of questions, as I'm sure many, many people do. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that I'm pretty powerless to do anything. I have this podcast here. I can reach somebody in Qatar. I can reach some, some people in France and Lithuania. 
So maybe I have a small, little, tiny reach, okay? And I'm going to continue to use it while I can and see where this develops. I've got my vitamin C right beside me. Like I said from the very beginning of this, and I saw this coming well before the curve, drink vitamin C on a regular basis. Keep your arms below your shoulders. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your nose. And now, since this has all become so clear that the COVID-19 virus can live so well on cardboard and steel surfaces for multiple hours, which I did not know at the beginning of this, and we are aware of that now, that as well, you've got to wear gloves or you've got to wash your hands regularly. I am seeing more and more people wearing gloves in the community. I'm seeing more and more people wearing masks in the community. So our community are, uh, is changing very, very, very rapidly. But let me remind everybody that with those changes is a loss of freedoms and a loss of rights. And we are very, very concerned about that. I am very, very concerned about those loss of rights. Okay, so I'm going to move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. A little sip of my vitamin C there. So what have I been doing? What have we been doing to keep busy here in Norfolk County inside the house? I know these are the kind of stories that are spreading through the Internet and they're supposed to help us to keep on our mission of continuing to uh, stay socially isolated, to stay in our homes and to try to, to flatten the curve so that we do not spread this disease. So what am I doing? We've taken turns. There's four of us in the house. So we've assigned each of us a day to cook. So today is my cooking day. I told you I love Tuesdays generally, and uh, cooking day added to my Tuesday is perfect. Uh, so I'm going to make some. My dad, uh, yesterday was the anniversary of my dad's death. He died in, on March 23rd. Uh, he died on March 23rd back in 1999. And uh, one of his favorite things that he always made was uh, chicken, uh, chicken and sauce. So you make a tomato sauce the way you would ma normally make a tomato sauce. Uh, and a lot of people would put meatballs in it or they would put ground beef in it. And so there'd be meatballs in the sauce. Well, instead of using uh, beef meatballs or pork meatballs, what we, what we did as a kids, and it was probably because it was cheaper, is uh, we would take chicken parts and you brown them a little bit. You fry them up in a little bit of oil just to brown them so the skin gets browned and, and they get cooked slightly on the outside. And then we would add them to the sauce. And it makes wonderful sauce. Uh, it's, uh, it's sweet. Uh, it's, so, it's so nice. So I'm really, really looking forward to making uh, chicken and sauce for my family. And then we've got some nice Italian pasta that we uh, are going to have with it. So that's what I'm doing. Susan, my wife, has been very, very busy making masks. Okay, she has definitely uh, taken up the cause. People are, the hospitals are asking for masks. And as well, we are also making masks because we live in a farm country. Uh, we live in what they call Ontario's garden down here. And many, many of our farmers now are starting to uh, think about planting, how much they're going to plant. A lot of the uh, farmers who farm flowers here, who farm... Um, flowers for resale they are converting their greenhouses into growing food i think that's a good start a good move we don't need flowers right now we need food uh, something that's very very important in the farming industry is when they're harvesting and when they're dealing with uh, very very tender plants uh, the workers often wear masks they often wear masks it's common so that hairs won't fall into the produce it's so they won't be breathing on the produce that type of thing so what's happening with all those farm workers that need those masks to grade vegetables and fruit? Well, they can't get them. 
So my wife is not only making masks masks for the uh, medical community, uh, like for my staff and for other people within our uh, medical facility that need masks, we are also making them for farmers. So we had a big donation of, um, my wife put out a call on Facebook for uh, cloth. It has to be a specific cotton, a, a specific thickness of cotton, co uh, clo uh, cloth and uh, elastics. And she uh, had an overwhelming response. So we basically turned our recreation room into a small uh, cutting, sewing, and, um, and sanitizing facility. And uh, that's been very, very rewarding. And she's keeping busy with that on a daily basis. Uh, she's a machine, honestly. Honestly, she's a machine. And uh, she's doing a lot of good. And that's keeping things good. Uh, early in the week, last week, I wrote a commercial um, that, that no one could go into the studio, but I had to reassure people that we were still operating. So I did the commercial here in Storage Closet Studios, which was, uh, which was great that I was able to do it. And then I just sent it as an MP3 to the radio station. So I'm going to play that for you right now. It's just a 30 second commercial. Social distancing is new to all of us. Norfolk County has had to adapt very quickly and we are all isolated now. This means many older seniors are now completely separated from their families. Victoria Elder Care is continuing to operate caring for the vulnerable members of our community. Victoria Elder Care has experience and expertise to navigate these difficult times. I am Dr. Bruce Veltry, the founder of Victoria Elder Care, and I promise you we will do everything in our power to help you and your loved ones. Norfolk County is my home, and by working together, we will all get through this. It kind of faded there at the end, but I was saying we are all going to get through this together. So I've not heard that on the radio yet, uh, but it's been playing since, um, I think it's been playing since Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's been playing for four days. Masks, I did this commercial. Oh, Jacob from Idaho made a great suggestion, and that was to have my son Richard on. Richard is an actor in Toronto. He's here at home with us because he, his whole production is closed down in Toronto. So he is here, his gym is closed that he teaches at and his uh, production company is shut so he is uh, home with us but today he's in toronto we gave him a car uh, one of our cars to go into toronto to get some stuff from his apartment he also has two uh, corn snakes that are quite large and they need water on a weekly basis and we don't know how long this is going to last so we're going to get two new members of the family and uh, and that's going to be a couple of big white corn snakes so they're coming home today with richard so if this is still going on next week i think i am going to do that suggestion that jacob uh, uh said from iowa uh oh jacob by the way is the host of the podcast parking thought an extremely good podcast the guy's got energy galore uh, he does one almost every single day and uh, just amazing output and wonderful his whole basis is gratitude and i'll tell you if that if one thing connects with me it's gratitude and i'm grateful for jacob jacob's been one of my best supporters my one of my biggest supporters on this podcast and i appreciate you jacob so yeah your suggestion to have richard on is a great one i'm going to have him in here next week if he is still with us at, at our house uh, what else? I'm going to clean the garage. That's probably going to be my project uh, tomorrow or the next day. I think I'd like to paint one of the walls in there. So, you know, something to do there. Um, I'm certainly glad to be with family. Oh, my God, I would hate to be alone right now. I, I think about everybody who's isolated alone. Uh, I, many of my clients are in that situation. My mother is in that situation, Thunder Bay. 
uh, my my uh, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, all of these people in social isolation. And uh, at least there's four of us in the house. I'm with my wife. I'm with my two of my sons. And we are getting through this. And we're getting through this together. We play cards every night. Uh, we've been wa- Oh, I started watching a series on Netflix, Better Call Saul. I really enjoyed uh, Breaking Bad. I watched it a few years ago. And Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad. So we just started watching. We watched four of the... Uh, first season episodes and there's four seasons so uh, and it was really good so I'm really really looking forward to watching a few more of those Uh, the other thing I've been doing on a very regular basis I've been walking very very regularly I have been walking the dog the dog and I are in really really good shape I went for a three-hour walk a couple days ago I just kept going it was like I was um, Forrest Gump walking away just kept going anyway I eventually got home again and uh, and it was good I felt great doing that I plan on walking every day of course and I have been and I've also been getting dressed and shaving every day and you know having a shower getting dressed shaving putting on good clothes my regular clothes that I would normally go out in the community in it's kind of a throwback you know you think about the grandfather your grandfather coming down for dinner in his Sunday best with a tie on okay I'm not going to that degree but I just feel that getting dressed shaving grooming yourself properly putting on your clothes that fit you right and that that present you as a person who's all put together and who can get through this crisis that's the image that I want to give to my family. That's the image that I want to give to my neighbors. I don't want to be sitting around in my house coat until one o'clock in the afternoon or walking around in pajama pants at, at four in the afternoon. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to debase myself to that. I'm going to hold a standard. I'm going to hold myself to a standard. And I think that everybody should do that. Okay. Just try to, I mean, I know some of the ladies that are, that usually get, get their hair dyed or have their eyebrows plucked and they do all of those kinds of things. You know, some of those things aren't going to get done, but you know, do what you can and, uh, just try to, uh, just try to keep on as normal as possible. Don't fall into this caveman guttural kind of life where you're laying around drunk watching tv uh eating junk food like i mean what's open in our community if people want to go eat that's what they've kept open in our community the mcdonald's drive-through the kentucky fried chicken drive-through the wendy's drive-through the subway submarine sandwiches the pita pit sandwiches Every mom and pop store, every place you could get good quality, nutritious food is closed. But every junk food store, every corporate giant junk food store is operating freely right now. Okay. Walmart is operating freely. Okay. These are the things that are burning me, burning me. You want to, you want to make our nation healthier? Why are you feeding this junk food to us? Oh, sorry, I got on a little tangent there. I was supposed to talk about, you know, about keeping busy and, and, and going with the program. But I'm telling you, I'm not too happy with this program. This program sounds like a corporate program. It's intended for us to get fat, lazy, and more unhealthy. So I am very, very concerned about what's going on in our world. I'm very, very concerned about what's going on in Canada, the United States. I am watching eagerly what is going to go on in the United States in the next little while. So 
that's all my content for today. I wanted to talk about how we're keeping busy at home. I want to talk about how foolish it is for me to continue talking about the icy old people concept. And, uh, and just to tell you that my, my, re- my, my followers, my, my listeners, in, 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 I know there's not a lot of you, but I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to be here next week. You're going to get the perspective from Canada. You're going to at least know what is happening in Ontario, Canada. And you're going to get that from me. So please tune in next week. Tell your friends if you think that this is going to be of any interest whatsoever to them. I will continue to broadcast. I have a microphone at home uh, as long as the internet is working. If I cannot travel, if they put travel restrictions on me so I cannot travel from my home to my studio, I will do the podcast from home. Of course, the biggest issue is the internet. When the internet is gone, we will not be able to send these podcasts out. uh, I'm very, very very worried about uh, that happening so let's hope that that worry is completely um, without reason let's hope the internet keeps working until this crisis is over and uh, and people stay calm I, I'm really concerned about violence I'm really concerned about domestic violence husbands and wives poor children some of the children in our society the safest place for them in the world is at school they dread weekends they don't eat. They're abused by their parents. These children are victims of this, and they are going to suffer terribly. I'm also concerned that if this continues for very much longer, there uh, is going to be a huge spike in the suicide rate. So let's pray together that we get through this. Okay, we need to get to the other side of this. Spring is here in Norfolk County. Summer will be here soon. We need to move on with our lives. So let's pray that this thing gets resolved, gets resolved peacefully, peacefully, and we can all move on with our lives and rebuild. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you've listened to the end, I love you. I'll see you next Tuesday. This is Dr. Bruce signing off for the ICO People podcast.